Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician, Dr. Robert Jackson, with his wife, Carlotta, and daughter, Hannah Miller. So listen up, because the doctor is in. Welcome to More Than Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Jackson. Our topic for today is suppression of the truth. I'd like to walk you through a little bit of history today, and I want us to start with the suppression of the truth that began in the first century A.D. As you know, eight out of ten Christians were martyred in the first 200 years after Jesus died. Both the Romans and the Jewish hierarchy tried to suppress the truth of the gospel for the first 300 years of Christianity. And it was a very harsh suppression of the truth. The Christians were persecuted. Many of them died for their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the truth that Jesus had risen from the dead was brutally suppressed for 200 to 300 years until Constantinople, well, I'm sorry, until Constantine uh, declared Christianity the official religion of the empire. Well, then fast forward hundreds of years until the Protestant Reformation. The established church tried to suppress the truth that was being promoted by the Protestant Reformers. The established church opposed the truth of solo gratia, that salvation was by grace alone. The established church opposed the truth of solo gratia, Christe, that salvation was by faith in Christ alone. The established church brutally suppressed the truth of solo scriptura, that salvation could be obtained by faith in the truth of the scripture alone, and that scripture was sufficient to lead men to faith in Christ and faith in salvation by grace alone. The Protestant Reformation and the truths that was promoted by the Protestant Reformers was brutally suppressed for literally hundreds of years and led to many of those who came to America coming across the ocean to find religious freedom. Well, fast forward once again, to America, where slaveholders suppressed the truth about the humanity and individual rights of the black man for over a hundred years. And this begs a question, can an entire nation have a blind spot? Can an entire nation be blind to the truth about the humanity of one segment of its population? Can an entire nation be blind to the individual rights of the black man and be so for hundreds of years? Another question, are you truly for freedom when you say all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights such as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness except for the black man? And then again, are you truly anti-slavery 
when you say, I'm against slavery in the North and the West, but not in the South, where they need slaves to run the cotton plantations. You know that's hypocritical. You know that's compromising, and it's not truly anti-slavery, nor are those who say such things truly for freedom. Those are folks who have major blind spots in their lives. That same blindness, that same hypocrisy continued for another 100 years in America, even after the Emancipation Proclamation and after the Civil War ended, until the Civil Rights Movement in the 1960s gave African Americans full legal recognition in every part of our society. Well, then fast forward another 13 years, and since 1973, America has had another blind spot. They've been blind to the rights of unborn children, our fellow citizens in the womb, sacrificing over 60 million babies on the altar of convenience and birth control, all the while suppressing the truth of the humanity of the unborn child who is created in the image of God and special in the economy of God. So let me ask you another question. Are you truly for freedom when you say all men are created equal and endowed with certain unalienable rights, including the right to life, liberty, except for the unborn child? Are you truly pro-life when you say, I am pro-life and against abortion except when the baby is conceived by rape or incest or is handicapped? Well, you know that's hypocritical. You know that's compromising. You know that's not truly pro-life. That's pro-choice with a thin veneer of pro-life verbiage. Because such people scuttle all attempts to pass true pro-life legislation that would ultimately end abortion in America. We'll fast forward once again. And here we are for the last two years experiencing the truth about COVID having been vigorously suppressed by our government the mainstream press, and the medical establishment. Lies and falsehood have been promoted and truth has been suppressed. We were told that if we wore masks and sheltered in place, that we would flatten the curve in just a few weeks' time. (laughs) Well, that proved untrue. Even though 86% of the nation was found to be compliant with the mask mandate. And unfortunately, it didn't help at all. Wearing the mask did not work. It was about as effective as trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence. We were told to lock down schools and businesses 
which effectively ruined the economy and permanently caused the closing of millions of small businesses around America. And unfortunately, the lockdowns did not work either, did not prove effective at causing a flattening of the curve. Furthermore, the government and the medical establishment and Big Pharma promoted vaccines, telling us that the vaccines were safe and effective. These were paid for at taxpayers' expense. And Big Pharma was protected with no liability for these drug manufacturers. We were told that they would be safe and effective. It would prevent the transmission of the virus. And all of that has proven to be false and untrue. The vaccines are not safe. Even a casual perusal of the VAERS data, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System data, documents that in the last year and a half there have been more than 20,000 deaths directly attributable to the vaccine. 50% of those occur within three days of receiving the vaccine and 80% occur within one week of receiving the vaccine. There have been more than 20,000 cases of myocarditis directly attributable to receiving the vaccine. That's more cases of myocarditis than attributable to all other vaccines in the previous 30 years. There have been more than 100,000 hospitalizations, more than 100,000 urgent care visits, and get this, more than 700,000 cases reported of serious adverse events. And everyone acknowledges that the VAERS data is underreported by four to five times. Now think about that. 20,000 deaths underreported by four to five times. That could represent 100,000 deaths in the United States attributable to these so-called safe and effective vaccines. And the truth about that has been brutally suppressed by the medical establishment, by the mainstream media, and by our government. Pfizer knew from their own research data that the vaccine was unsafe and has suppressed that information. That information has leaked out and is now freely available to those who are willing to look for it. Our government, the CDC, the mainstream press, have known about the VAERS data from the beginning and has suppressed that truth from the American people despite a multitude of qualified medical whistleblowers shouting from the rooftops, shouting into the night, and being completely ignored. Some of those include Dr. Robert Malone. He is the founder slash inventor of the messenger RNA platform upon which these vaccines rely. 
Dr. Malone himself testifies that he was personally injured by the vaccine, ending up with severe high blood pressure and cardiac injury. And if it weren't for immediate intervention by his own cardiologist, he would have had more severe, serious injury caused by the vaccine. He investigated and found out that he had received his vaccine from one of the, quote, bad batches, close quote. We discussed that at length two weeks ago on one of my previous podcasts that there are bad batches of the vaccine that cause many of the serious adverse events. Another one of the whistleblowers is Dr. Peter McCullough from Baylor Unit Medical School. He is one of the most published medical doctors in the United States. And he has reviewed the VAERS data. He has reported on it repeatedly. He has been interviewed on multiple different platforms on the internet and radio and television. And he has testified before the United States Senate. These men, highly qualified men, are being ignored by our government, the CDC, the mainstream press, and the truth that they are trying to present to the American public is being suppressed. The truth about the effective, safe alternative treatments is also being suppressed. The truth about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and the early treatment protocols and their effectiveness is being suppressed. You will not find anything mentioned in the mainstream press about hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or the early treatment protocols, which I discussed at length in my podcast last week. For example, did you know that there are over 60 randomized controlled trials worldwide documenting the effectiveness of ivermectin in the treatment of COVID. Did you know that just within the last two weeks, there was a massive trial conducted in a major city in Brazil that included over 200,000 test subjects? All of the people who lived in a single large city in Brazil were offered the opportunity to receive ivermectin as a treatment protocol for COVID. Of those who took the ivermectin, there was a 70% decrease in mortality slash morbidity and hospitalizations compared to those in that large city who chose not to take the ivermectin. That information is not even being reported in the mainstream press in the United States, even though it was offered to them through multiple venues. The fact that the early treatment protocol, which includes uh, anti-inflammatory vitamins plus ivermectin, has an 86% effectiveness at preventing hospitalization when it is applied early in the course of COVID infection, is not talked about anywhere in the mainstream press. It's not addressed by the CDC. It's not addressed by our government. This truth is being suppressed. 
If our government and medical establishment were really interested in the health and well-being of our citizens, they would trumpet these safe and effective treatments from the rooftops. But all we get is a conspiracy of silence. Are you truly for freedom and First Amendment rights if you suppress free speech on the Internet and in the press? My answer to that is no, you are not. Our government is not in favor of freedom of the press. They're not in favor of the First Amendment rights of American citizens because they are suppressing free speech. They're suppressing the free use of the Internet and the press, and they're not allowing the truth about the effectiveness of ivermectin and the early treatment protocol to be freely broadcast in the United States. Now, one of the questions that has been asked me repeatedly is this. Dr. Jackson, how can highly educated, highly intelligent people come to such an opposite conclusion when they are presented with the exact same information that you are presenting to us today? And my answer to that is some people are just blind. And I'm not just talking about physical blindness. I'm talking about spiritual blindness. The Bible tells us that when the evil one has a hold on people, that they become darkened in their understanding. In other words, they become spiritually blind to the truth. Not just spiritual truth, but they become blind to truth of all types, even medical truth. The Bible also tells us that when folks reject the truth, that God Himself sends a deluding influence so that they believe the lie. And I'm submitting to you very respectfully that there are many lies being promulgated in the United States today regarding COVID, the vaccines. There are lies being promoted today regarding the early treatment protocol. Truth is being suppressed in our nation today, and there are highly intelligent, well-educated people today who are believing the lie. And I submit to you it's because they have rejected the truth, the truth of God, and God Himself has sent a deluding influence so that they look at the exact same information that you have in your hand and they come to an opposite conclusion. More than that, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, the Bible says that the natural man, the natural man is the lost man. The natural man is man who is spiritually bound, spiritually blind, and spiritually dead. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness to him, neither can he understand them because they are spiritually discerned. He cannot understand them because without the Spirit of God, without the life of God in him, he cannot comprehend spiritual truth. And that's why they resort to mocking and ridicule, because spiritual truth is foolishness to them. Now, 
You also say, well, Doc, what about Christian people? I know folks who claim to be Christians who have bought into the lies about the vaccine, the lies about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And my answer to that is that Christian people can be deceived. I've been deceived in my life, and so have you. All of us are susceptible to being deceived. I had a friend many years ago that used to pray with me once a week. And one of the things that he would say in his prayer every week was, Lord, don't let me be deceived. Now, as a young Christian, I used to think that was an odd prayer. But as a much older and more mature Christian man, I understand now that that was a very wise and discerning prayer. Lord, don't let me be deceived. You see, you and I can be easily deceived by the evil one. We can be deceived by our own evil desires. And there are many ulterior motives that afflict the heart of man that can cause you and me to be easily deceived by the enemy of our soul. So I submit to you very respectfully that Christian folks can be easily deceived. And that includes you and me. So let me conclude by asking a question. What can you and I do about all of this? My first suggestion is that we should pray for spiritual awakening in America. First, pray that you would experience spiritual awakening in your own heart, in my heart, in your heart. Pray for spiritual awakening in your family, in your church, in your community, in all the churches of America. This is something that only the Spirit of God can accomplish. Pray that the Spirit would revive our hearts and that He would impart spiritual life to our churches, the churches in America. We desperately need a spiritual awakening in our land whereby the Spirit of God would impart to us spiritual eyes that see truth and reject the lie of the enemy. Number two, don't be angry. Don't be angry. The the anger of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. Now, let me ask you, if you see a blind man walking in the street, do you get angry with him? Of course not. He's blind. You take him by the elbow and you usher him back to the sidewalk. Don't be angry with your lost friends who are spiritually blind. They cannot help themselves. They cannot see because they are blind. And what you can do for them is speak the truth of the gospel to them. They need Jesus. They will never see the truth until they are transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of God's beloved Son, and the Spirit of God imparts to them spiritual life And then he gives them the light of the gospel so that they can perceive spiritual truth. Don't be angry with them. Share the gospel with them. So that when they become a new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ, they will have that aha moment where they will hit their forehead and say, Oh, now I see they will be illumined in their understanding and the Spirit of God will help them to see spiritual truth. 
The third thing is speak the truth in love. Now, that's a balancing act, and it's difficult sometimes for you and me to speak the truth and also to maintain a loving attitude. Always speak the truth and do so with a loving attitude, with a heart full of love. Number four, give them Jesus. Give them the gospel. Don't be ashamed of the gospel, as Paul said. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Give them Jesus. Give them the gospel. Let me ask you a question. How do you eat an elephant? (laughs) You know the answer. One bite at a time. How do you change a nation? It's one heart at a time. Every one of us has a know-it-all brother-in-law. Everybody has a know-it-all backdoor neighbor. Don't unfriend him. Give him Jesus. Share the gospel. Tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ and share your testimony and help change the nation one heart at a time. And then lastly, don't be silent. Don't cower in silence before the heathen who rage and who specialize in mocking, ridicule, scorn, and humiliation. Know your facts, educate yourself, and boldly speak the truth. Remember, the truth always wins in the end. Truth speakers will always be vindicated in the end. Education is our only strategy, and truth is our only weapon. Said another way, evangelism is our only strategy, and truth is our only weapon. Suppression of the truth has been around forever. Our God is the only God, and His Word is truth. Do not be ashamed to speak the truth of the Word. And do not let the naysayers suppress the truth. Speak the truth in love, know your facts, and boldly speak the truth. Remember, the truth speakers will always win in the end. Thank you, and God bless you, and I'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books, or to schedule a speaking engagement, go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. If you'd like to contribute to further the efforts of the ministry, you can support them at patreon.com forward slash Jackson Family Ministries. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Production at bobsloan.com.